Today I really want to talk about something that has been sitting in my heart with me for a while um, and came at such a distinct time that I can remember when I was 27 cutting up some food in my kitchen and it was like, why? Why is everybody asking me the same question? I just turned 27. And that was, when are you getting married? Which was also followed by, but don't you want to have kids? <laughs> um, anyways, this has been a big topic for me, obviously, because of the age I'm probably at, being 29, being in a two and a half year relationship. Um, I guess people just expect that that's the rhythm of life and that's how it goes. You go go to school, go to university, get a job, get a partner, get a dog, get a house, get married, have kids. And then some people wake up and they're like, what the fuck have I just done? <laughs> some people don't. Some people don't. Some people make these decisions in their consciousness and that is truly what they're doing, following their heart. And that's beautiful. And I have nothing against marriage and I have nothing against kids. Um, I think they are both very beautiful gifts of life. Um, and I wanted to talk more about the pressure surrounding it. For those that might feel that maybe that's not something that sits well with them right now but there is you know external pressures of people around them getting married of people around them growing up and having kids of but they might not truly feel inside them that that is true to their nature and that's how I felt so when I say they I mean we um I'm not pointing fingers I'm talking about all of us and that is exactly how I felt so I wrote a little post of this on my Instagram um, just now and then I decided this is actually something that I want to talk about. This is something that I want to open up as a conversation because only a year ago when all of this was going on in my head, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it apart from one friend who actually came to me with the same thought patterns. And I was like, oh my God, finally, you know, someone who's actually being honest about how they feel about the future of marriage and kids. And, you know, everyone around me was just playing that role, but not really talking about it. And so I was like, am I just abnormal? Do I have issues here? Is there something wrong? Or But then I'd also see a lot of people unhappy um, in their marriages or stressed out with having children um, and you know that's life it's not always happy it does get stressful it does go through its ups and downs so that's nothing to judge that's that's everybody's own experience but I was wondering why there was so much rush and pressure to do these things in life if people would then just start waking up halfway through them thinking, what the fuck have I just done? And it's not the actual act of them that that does that. It's it's the intention or the space of consciousness that we're in before we make these huge decisions. You know, what is the actual purpose of what we're doing? 
are we having a baby because we're co-creating out of love? Are we getting married because this is just the natural course of the way we want to celebrate our love together? Or do we want to tie the knot to keep this person close to us forever because we don't want them to be with anybody else and it's some sort of possession or possessiveness? Or are we creating a baby because we think that this is just what we should do because our bodies are young and we need to have babies now and otherwise it's going to be too late and if it's too late then etc 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 or I really want a baby because it's going to make me happy and I just want something to love that's a very common one um, I just want something to love and I'll just be so much happier with a baby in my life that's how I used to think uh, I really want babies, I really want babies, I want to love something, I want to care for something. But it's very interesting to see the reality that pans out after actually having a baby. Because filling a void within us with anything that is external is not really healing the wounds within us that are very internal. I um, just realized I didn't introduce myself and I usually do that at the beginning of these podcasts. So if you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Lana and um, I currently work as a nutritional therapist. Um, I work in natural healing. I've also just sort of doing Reiki, crystal healing. Um, and you can find all of my stuff, my work, my story um, on my website, lifespacehealing.com. And through there, find social media links to my Instagram, which is like my personal diary and tool for expressing myself and sharing the gifts of this incredible universe, the gifts of nature, the gifts of healing. So you can find that all through my website, Lifespace website yeah website lifespacehealing.com so it's it's very interesting because when I was younger I always wanted to be a mother it was my dream I from as long as I can remember I mothered my dolls I mothered my teddy bears I went through so many different puppies which now I, I realize why I kept doing that I kept buying puppies and bringing them home um, it was part of this 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 need this desire to just want to mother something all the time I then went through mothering my boyfriends in my teens throughout my early 20s which I really warn you guys by now is is not fun it is not in any way empowering it is not serving your sexuality and it is very very fucking tiring you don't want to play mother and son in a relationship in a in a romantic relationship it's very unromantic but anyways I was always drawn to the things to the people that I needed to fix so that I'd try and help them and I played you know the savior a lot I'd want to mother them help them save them and so there was this really obvious role that I kept wanting to play. And I was mothering everything and anything that wasn't me. 
And then life really hit me in the face when I stopped drinking and when I stopped smoking so much, so much weed. It was my like vice. I was a pothead from the age of 17 up until 21. When I mean a pothead, I mean daily from morning until night, like wake and bake straight out of bed. It was a great anesthetist. Sure, it helped me not feel. It was my attitude was so much. I don't care. I don't care. I was really cool. Everyone was like, how are you so cool and chilled the whole time? Uh, maybe because I'm just smoking a shitload and um, blocking myself from feeling. I wasn't aware that I was doing that, but it served me well for that purpose. So there's a lot of stuffing down emotions. Um, you know, someone could come to me with the worst news and I'd be like, cool. Um, this really aloof, destructive, very self-destructive pattern. Um, so when that all stopped and it stopped because I had, I started getting severe anxiety from it, which I know is quite a common symptom. I, I hear so many people say, yeah, I had to stop smoking because I had really bad anxiety. Well, anxiety is a great, um, not a great anxiety is is from my experience um and from my experience of going through therapy is so much to do with emotions and feelings that we suppress both anxiety and depression are emotions and feelings that we suppress and depression if you break down the word to depress is literally that it's like it's all coming out it's wanting to come out so whether it was the actual physical substance itself um or the enabling that it was doing to allow me to suppress my feelings, I had severe anxiety and they came out in panic attacks. So new to me, never had them in my life, didn't know what the fuck was going on, thought I was going crazy, that convinced I had lost my mind, that's it, my life was over. Um, refused to believe it was the weed at first, so continued to smoke, but then every time I would, it would come up, so I realized, okay, it's obviously that, so I needed to cut it out. And the anxiety just got worse and worse and worse, even after smoking, because I, I didn't know that it had anything to do with suppressed feelings. So I was trying to figure it all out. But it was like, during that phase, I just convinced I was mad. I was convinced I just that's it. My brain was gone. My life was gone. There was something physically wrong with my body. Was there something physically wrong with my heart? Every time I left the house, I'd check where the nearest ambulance was in case my heart would just stop and drop because that's what anxiety and a panic attack would feel like to me, that my heart was just going to stop and I was going to die. And that would obviously make the fucking anxiety even worse sweaty palms, no sleep, like racing mind, racing body the whole time. Awful, debilitating. So I'd st spend my days in in bed, literally sometimes from morning until night, like too afraid to kind of face the outside world. So that kind of forced me to stop. But then I started drinking. And then when I was drinking, again, it was an anesthetist. So it'd be like, great, but I was suppressing my feelings, etc. So it was more suppression, but it would kind of calm the anxiety-ish because I'd be unaware, obviously, being drunk or being, you know, drinking would kind of mellow something inside me out. Although wine kicked off anxiety worse. So anyways, all these things. My diet was really poor. I ate a lot of junk uh, through my t teenage years and early 20s and um so yeah so 
anyways, one thing led to another. Eventually, I was led to different people by different people. So homeopath, I saw a homeopath. Um, I then saw a nutritionist and this was all in the space of a year or two. So it was very spread out. So I was like trying and it took a while. So there was no like fast track to, to, to me feeling great. It was a real journey. It's still a journey. My life is a journey and I'm still always learning. But I just wanted to make that very clear to the people that may be in a state of um, not feeling so good in that give it time. Do what you need to do at the pace and the space that you need to go at. Because uh, this was, for some people, it happens very quickly. For some people, it happens um, over a long period of time. It all happens the way that it's meant to, is what I understand now. And sometimes it happens in not so much of a short amount of time because it it takes a lot to integrate all that we know when we start opening ourselves up to the truths of us and to the truths of the universe. Um, and I personally like for me that it took time because I think I would have felt very overwhelmed if it didn't. Um, so I was just unlocking sort of the, you know, the potentials of natural he healing during this phase and that and that occurred over around a, a span of maybe one to two years of seeing a homeopath a nutritionist and then a psychotherapist and each person led me to um, another or someone would come into my life a friend or a family member and would recommend me and I would just follow so in between all the healing there was still all the downs there was still you know anxiety maybe it was getting better but I'd still feel it and again that's a journey it wasn't like all of a sudden ooh, enlightenment I'm so happy um, you know after therapy after two years of therapy um, I was still learning about myself I was still learning about um, what it meant to stand on my own two feet what it meant to build my own core strength to have my own beliefs to um, what it meant to embrace life's ups and downs and be in a position where when I was going through down moments or when I do go through down moments um it was so, it's so much about how I nurture myself through them so it's not trying to avoid it's embracing all that life has to offer the dark and the light um and I spoke about this in my first very episode on this podcast embracing darkness um because each has something to teach you. And if I find in my experience that the darkness has taught me so much more um, and, and it's the darkness that has helped me reach the light. So whenever there are struggles, whenever there are pains, to embrace them, take what you need to learn from them, feel how you need to feel in them and do what you need to do to nurture yourself through them. Because that is one way that we can really embrace the darkness is 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 not through self-destruct mode but just through self-nurturing and self-love so taking the time to be gentle to rest to feed yourself good foods just allowing what it is to come up and so after all of that basically when life started hitting me all back in the face you know the anxiety and the depression bringing up suppressed emotions and then finally working through them, tending to them, going through old wounds with different alternative therapists and, um, you know, figuring life out, I started to realize that 
I was actually the one that needed mothering most. And this longing to to want to become a mother was actually my inner child inside me screaming to be loved by me. And all of a sudden my life became about healing myself and loving myself and fixing all the pieces that were broken inside me and giving back to me all that had been lost or taken or or broken um so much destruction that I was finally able to actually work through and piece together for myself so I became literally became a mother to me I was learning how to become a mother to me. I'd give myself baths. I'd nurture myself with good food. I'd protect my energy. I'd stay in when I need to. I'd I'd do loving. I'd go out for walks in nature when I needed to. I'd connect with people when I needed to. I'd tell myself I'd be. I was doing great when I needed to. I held myself. I hugged myself. I um, gave myself the strength to break down when I needed to. The compassion to move forward. And I saw the importance of this role as mother in my life that I maybe didn't have so much of and how I was seeking it so much from outside. And I realized I had to give myself all the things that I maybe missed or I missed, not I maybe missed, I did miss. And... I started to see, and I actually just thought about this yesterday, that everyone who has guided me so far in my life um, have been, most of them have been really incredibly inspiring women. My homeopath was a woman, my therapist was a woman, um, my nutritionist is a woman, Am I saying was a woman? I mean, they're all still women. Um, uh, my Reiki and masseuse is a woman. My acupuncturist and reflexologist is a woman. People I've started to work with in the workforce are women. So all of these things, and it's just th- these women, these incredible women that I'm able to connect with and work with and be guided by are such strong, inspiring women. Fixing the wounds allowed me to fix the wounds with my mother. So seeing her for the inspiring woman that she is, understanding her difficulties in her life that she went through and taking her for all the beautiful qualities that she is. We're all human. Um, And loving her for who she is. I mean, our whole relationship changed after therapy and me moving out and my mom has always been my best friend Um, but it was just about me tending to my wounds and obviously we had clashes a lot uh, living together so so all of this recognizing and putting into practice that being a mother was something that I really needed from me 
really changed the urgency to want to become a mother to just fill a void. Becoming a mama became so much more about a co-creation of love rather than a pressure or fear. Um, it's still something that I practice daily where I, I just, I would hate, I hate being rushed generally in life. If you tell me we have five minutes, we need to go right now. I'm like, I can do it. I'll do it. But I'm, I like to really enjoy life in the slow pace. I like to take everything in, mindfully appreciate everything around me. So the feeling of being under pressure to create life, to put your body through something so incredible under pressure or out of fear for what your body might look like if it's later on in your life. I mean, how many of you women have heard that? How many women have been told, it's better to have a baby early because then your body will bounce back and like you won't have as saggy skin or your stretch marks won't show or you'll have more energy and you know whatever all of these things and it's like I remember thinking but I'm 27 like I get yes I get all of that but at the same time I'm not going to scare myself into it that's so ugly I don't want to scare myself into having a child I don't want to co-create my baby out of fear. I want to co-create my baby out of love. And at the moment, I'm I'm still healing parts of me. And so I, I, I want to be a mama one day. I know I do. But I realize there's so much to give back to me first before I'm able to give it back to any anyone else, any any other life woman. And I want to at least owe my child myself to be whole, to give to them wholly. So yeah, I'm embracing the time. I also love meeting women who are, you know, in their mid-30s, late-30s, who have just had their first kid and they're amazing and they're full of energy and they're full of life and they're beautiful mamas and they're, you know, they've they're coming from a whole place they've 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 lived their lives they've they've tended to themselves and they're now at the stage where they're truly able to tend to this beautiful gift of um of love that is their baby of unconditional love that is their baby and i just i find that so inspiring and whatever that can come at a younger age as well you know, some people reach that at much younger ages and they make that conscious decision and that's incredible. Um, you know, age doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's it's the intention, it's it's the, the space that we're at in our consciousness before we make these decisions. Um, marriage, you know, marriage is a funny one. Marriage is such a funny one. And I find that both these topics have are quite taboo even though they're so um something that that is is meant to be seen as the norm it's just like everybody get on with it there's no talk around the fear of it there's no people don't talk around how scary it, it might feel for some or um people don't talk about if that 
you know, if that doesn't really feel right for them, they're made to feel a bit abnormal or strange or a bachelor or whatever, bachelorette. Um, you know, if people decide that they don't want to get married, it's like, whoa, what are you doing? If people decide they don't want to have kids, it's such a shame. What? And I find that incredibly judging, first of all. And I find that incredibly bizarre that every single person on this earth is expected to do these two things in life. Right, I get some people say, but that that's the circle of life, you know, you're born, it's, it's you give birth, you die, they live on, etc. I get it. But I mean, we're pretty overpopulated. <laughs> it's not a complete necessity. Um, and more importantly, is that person happy? You know, before they actually go through wanting to have kids and have, is that person happy? And what if they're just happy as they are? If that's a decision they want to make, that's a decision they believe. Um, and they're truly happy living life like that. Who cares? Um... And then the people that are married and aren't happy in their marriage don't talk about it because that's also a very taboo subject because it's like, you can't be married and unhappy. This is supposed to be like you're happily ever after. You know, play the perfect family. Play the loving marriage. Pretend that everything's okay because this is life and this is what we were told to do. And so we're meant to be feeling good right now, but we're not. So then that alienates us again in the situation that we're in. And that happens with mamas as well. Mamas that just give birth and go through postpartum depression, postnatal depression. You know, you're told that this is the happiest moment of your life. You see photos of, of happy wedding pictures and people laughing and sharing love and, and being in love with their baby. And then the reality of it is some people go through something a bit different. And that it's not all that it promised. Or maybe it is, but it's bringing up specific feelings that bring up discomfort or sadness, or guilt, or fear, or any old wounds it might bring up, any feelings it might bring up. And again, we're made to feel alien, because that's not the norm. That's not what people tell you, that's not what people show you. So people go through it alone. Women give birth and they feel so alone in the feelings of feeling scared of this huge change in their life, of of, you know, these old wounds it may uncover and, and they go through depression. Yes, physically, ha our body might have a lot to do with that, but there is so much that takes, that is, that needs to be taken into account when looking at postnatal depression. Obviously, the body is very depleted of nutrients when breastfeeding if we're not getting adequate uh, amounts of nutrients in through our foods and through our environment, etc. But spiritually, energetically, emotionally, mentally, these all come first before they hit us physically. 
So I feel like these are conversations that we need to be open about with, that doesn't make sense. I feel like these are conversations that we need to be more open about. And we each play a responsibility in this life to be open in our truth. That doesn't mean that we need to over-open our heart chakra and share every X, Y, and Z, but with everyone. But if we come to a safe space where we can and we can share our stories of our truths, we are helping ourselves and we are helping one another because that's the reality. It's not what they want you to believe. It's what you actually feel. You know, men get get it as well. It's not just all the women. Men, men and the, the, the pressure in society for men to have to provide, to have to find a wife and give her all that she should be happy with, whether that's a house or a car or a kid or and then be able to financially provide and it's so much pressure for men. And we wonder why the rates of suicide and depression are sky high with men. You know, they have so much societal pressure telling them how they should be. But they really have no room to feel. Because for a man, showing emotion, showing feelings is weakness, it's failure, it's seen as failure. And that's just insanity. You know, men also, when they have a child, they might feel feelings of their old wounds come up. They do, not they might. A lot of them do. They might feel ecstatic, elation, happiness. They might feel sadness. They might feel strange feelings come up. And and feelings should always be allowed to be heard. But again, anything that is seen as a negative emotion is not does not really or hasn't been given the space to allow or allowed to be expressed so we hold it in and we suffer alone and we suffer in silence which is just crazy because there's nothing wrong with feeling feelings of sadness of anger of guilt of fear it's not supposed to always be happy and light and fun that's great I'm sure we'd all want it to be but there's nothing wrong we really need to stop with the negative associations to feelings like sadness anger guilt fear um they need to be expressed in safe ways in non-violent ways in ways that we can communicate them face them embrace them and allow ourselves to heal through them so marriage again it's another topic you know it's it's something that's confused me although i ever although i always wanted to be a um a mama growing up and now I understand that. I never had dreams of having weddings. 
Um, and I know there are a lot of women and a lot of girls who do dream of this day. And it's, you know, again, it's nothing against it. I think it's beautiful. I think the the coming together of, of um, two individuals who celebrate their love is beautiful. Um, but I was never someone that kept files of what my wedding dress would look like or, um, you know, how I wanted it to be. Actually, from a very young age, um, as much as I also wanted to be a mum, I wanted to adopt and I wanted to own an orphanage um, or open up an orphanage. Um, I really resonated with kids that felt like they didn't have um, parents I felt for them so I, I, I wanted to give that and I've, I still say it to my boyfriend today um, and he's so sweet because he he really listens to my whatever my calls or my needs are being and stays open to them so I've spoken to him about wanting to adopt um, at some point in our lives if, if you know we were to have ch- children together and um along with that when I was younger my idea of marriage was always very spiritual it was just like a celebration between myself and the person I was going to marry and I wanted it to be really sort of heartfelt and in the way that I wanted it to be very relaxed and true to what I believed so you know in the coming years of everybody getting married and doing the whole Facebook posts I'm engaged and flashing the ring and the Instagram and I understand that that's a beautiful way that people want to share there the same way I share whatever I want to share on my on my feeds it's entirely up to everyone else what they want to share on their feeds but it was uh, questioning what my own beliefs were so it was questioning my own truths because they weren't really sitting well or true to me so I became confused with the whole marriage thing it was kind of like but everyone else is getting married so why don't I feel that way and then that question came with, am I just not with the right person? Um, and that brought so much insecurity into our relationship and it brought so many challenges into our relationship because then I just started thinking, is it just that I don't love him? Like, how do people know that that's the person they want to be with for the rest of their life? So much of that came up. You know, how am I supposed to know and et cetera, et cetera. I worked through it a lot daily it was a confusion daily it was questions um you know I I was trying to face all the challenges that were coming up for me and you know spoke to my therapists you know spoke about it with close friends spoke about it with myself spoke about it with my family um really expressed it and now it's just something I, I understand as a celebration of love. This is to me, this is what is true to me. And that however two people wish to celebrate their love or however they want to call it, whether it's just a marriage or a union, um, as long as two people are there for each other, support each other, encourage each other's growth, are individual in their own lives but are able to join together, communicate, can communicate with each other, listen to one another, tend to each other's needs and love each other, then that, to me there is nothing 
else that needs to be proved there is that is the that is the union and the 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 souls coming together to celebrate love and that might be a celebration that might be your massive wild wedding um big celebrations huge celebrations are not entirely my thing I would prefer it to be a lot more intimate um but again this is something that is you know it's not bad uh I don't look at marriage as a bad thing I don't look at marriage as a sad or depressing thing um you know contrary to what a lot of people may feel is going on around them with marriages going through divorce, relationships breaking up. Um, I came from a divorced family myself. When I was 14, my parents got divorced. Um, but going through therapy and, and dealing with these wounds that, that it created actually helped me to see the uh, positive aspects of a relationship and the truths of what a marriage might mean to me. Um, signing a paper never really meant anything to me. Signing a paper to say that you are financially bound together in court is not a representation of love for me. Um, but choosing to share a life with someone, to to choose love together, to choose your adventures together, to to make the choices together of life for me that's 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 love and marriage in itself to say the words to one another i want to spend the rest of my life with you i love you i appreciate you that to me is marriage and yeah i think that's pretty much it um I think that the the issue is not the coming together of two people itself. Again, it's just the the conscious space of where we're at before we make a decision. What is it that we're really trying to fill? Are we trying to fill a void? Or are we celebrating our love? Are we feeling under pressure? Or does this feel right for me in my heart? And I think that's the question we always need to ask ourselves and one another. Is my heart happy here? Am I happy? Can I breathe? Um, and the more that we connect with ourselves, the more we become aware of our truths. So sometimes when confusing things come up, like these questions of marriage, of kids, of babies, I find that the best thing that we can do is connect to ourselves because we always have the answers within us and the best way that we can connect with ourselves is through grounding spending some time with ourselves and quietness and stillness so great exercises of grounding are actually going and spe spending time in nature putting our bare feet into the bare earth our hands into the earth sitting on the grass sitting up against a tree visualizing a white light coming through the crown of your head through your body down through your feet pulling you into the earth grounding you using crystals anything that's red or black hematite um, um, 
what's the other one that's really great I want to say I forgot but it's a beautiful red stone um it'll come to me uh but stones crystal using crystals for grounding cleansing them obviously before we use them putting the intention in to help to, to to help them to help us ground um frankincense burning frankincense in the house using some of the essential oils in your bath very great it's a very great grounding um therapeutic tool there's also salt baths so just literally sitting in a bath with some good epsom salts or some sea salts dipping into the sea is even greater um spending time with oneself stopping to 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 check in with our feelings uh all of these are so essential to connecting to our truth and that is where we have all the answers so take your time no rush no pressure life isn't going to end if you don't stay on the rat race it's probably actually going to just begin <laughs> and so that is all i wanted to leave you with um i'm really interested i'm actually really interested to hear any of your thoughts on this if any of you guys have any comments you want to make or your own experiences that you feel on this topic um, any feelings you felt through hearing this or any thoughts you've had with the same conversation, please, please, please get in touch. Uh, this needs to be a collective conversation that we have more of. And you can get in touch in whichever way you feel. If you want to email me, my email is hello at a table for one. That's the number one dot com. Again, you can find all my contact details on my website, lifespacehealing.com. Feel free to tweet me, DM me on Instagram, whatever way you feel like you want to. I'd love to hear from you guys um, and hear your thoughts on this. Men as well. I would love to hear from you guys. Um and yeah open up the conversation for truth real talk i am going to be holding my next women's circle next week on the 6th of september which is now um sold out so i have started introducing events which is new and you can also find those on my uh website they're pretty much events to help create more conversation in reality and in, in, in real life in the physical world not just the cyber so if anybody's in the London area um, and would like to attend I do a women's listening circle at the moment I'm hoping on doing one that's mixed men and women um, and I'm still trying to find a man to hold a good men's circle so any conscious men out there that think that they would feel that that they'd like to hold something like that please get in touch um anyone else any any other alternative healers or healers or anybody who um would love to bring their gifts to a circle whether that's breath work or sound healing or uh yoga whatever it might be to you that you feel you strongly want to give to the world um please get in touch i would love to collaborate and 
yeah, I'm also actually holding a crystal healing workshop. So if anybody wants to learn more about delving into the realms of vibrational medicine using crystals and using crystals as a tool for healing, um, there are still tickets to that. So again, you can find them on my website and it's going to be in London. It's going to be on an evening, in an evening, and it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited. I'm really loving crystals uh, and have been for ages. So I, I'd love to sit down with you all and teach you the incredible wonders of these gifts of nature. And on that note, I am going to leave you now and start with my morning. So I hope you all have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you may be listening to this, wherever you are in the world, sending you loads and loads of love and copious amounts of light. I am going to leave you with my track of the day. There's a place I go to when no one knows me It's not lonely, it's a necessary thing It's a place I made up, find out what I made up The nights I've stayed up, counting stars and fighting sleep Let it wash over me, I'm ready to lose my feet Take me off to the place where one reviews life's mystery Steady on down the line Lose every sense of time Take it all in and wake up that small part of me Day to day I'm blind to see And find how far to go Everybody got the reason Everybody got the way We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day It gets into your body And it flows right through your blood We can tell each other secrets And remember how to love da da dum 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 there's a place I'm going No one knows me If I breathe real slowly I let it out and let it in It can be terrifying To be slowly dying Also clarifying We end where we begin So let it wash over me Ready to lose my feet Take me off to the place where one reveals life's mystery Steady on down the line Lose every sense of time Take it all in and wake up that small part of me Day to day I'm blind to see And find how far to go 
Everybody got the reason Everybody got the way We're just catching and releasing What builds up throughout the day And it gets into your body Flows right through your blood We can tell each other secrets And remember how to love Da da dum da dum da dum Da dum da Everybody got the reason Everybody got the way We're just catching and releasing What builds up throughout the day And it gets into your body and it flows right through your blood We can tell each other secrets And remember how to love